Blog Talk Radio. Get excited, America, because Dunkin' Go-To's are here. Double deals on breakfast sandwiches, made for go-getters. Why two breakfast sandwiches? Well, maybe a coworker eats one when you're not looking. Or maybe an eagle swoops down and steals one. Or maybe you're just double hungry. Whatever the reason, come into Dunkin' Donuts now and get two egg and cheese wake-up wraps for $2, two egg and cheese English muffins for $3, or two bacon egg and cheese croissants for $5. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for listening to Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here today to talk about relationships, and we have a gift with us, Dr. Rhiannon Ray. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Hi there. Thank you for so let me give you a little background for those people that have not tuned into us before. My name is Dr. Nefertiti Noel, and I run a thriving private practice um, in the Chicagoland area. We're online, in person, over the phone, and um, other ways as well. Then what do you do? My background is in corporate America. Here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on resume consults and mock interviews. Dr. Ray, what do you do? I am a, I'm a psychologist here, and I do some individual group um, counseling, and I also do uh, psychological counseling. Yeah, no reason to complain. Yeah. 
And then you say, pass the turkey. <laughs> right? I mean, when you've got, I know at our house one time we had a Thanksgiving with like 50, 60 people. Right. That's not the time to talk about like your deep-seated beliefs about the Electoral College and how, you know, it was founded in the 1600s. Like nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that, you know, right. and I think it's the wrong place to do it. And so if you're at a party, and I'm going to, and this is not even me being a clinician, this is just me being a human being, when I hear people veering towards like deep, dark topics, I talk about, what are we doing for our draft picks this year? Was, what is anybody thinking about that imaginary football team? <laughs> Always read it very lightly. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm not going to be light and surface, then I'll go to something deep like, I really love our grandmother. She is an awesome matriarch of the family. Let's everybody just, everybody go around and give grandma a kiss. Everybody loves grandma. Remember the happy memories of grandma, what she did for you as a kid. Remember how mm-hmm. she helped you with your little wound when you hurt your knee? Mm-hmm. That favorite teddy bear that she got, she things that I need. This is not the time, like, I have I have uh, people that say, you know, the whole family's going to be together. I think we should do an intervention about dad's drinking. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, right, this is, like, not the time. Do you agree, Dr. Smith? I definitely agree. Yeah, this sure. is just not the time for that. So if you don't like your dad's new wife, if this is not the time for all the siblings to crowd around and say she's a home wrecker and we never liked her anyway. Like, this is just not the time for that. This is time to try and find common ground. What can we have common ground to talk about? Okay? Mm-hmm. Find some of those things. Talk about sports. You know, positive family members, matriarchs, patriarchs of family, things of that nature, uh, whether like so anything that's common ground that 90% of people can agree on and be happy about, let's talk about that. Because it's a time that we're getting together. We want to be thankful. Guess what? Let's talk about things we're thankful for. Thank God everybody is healthy. Exactly. Thank God we're all here. We made it from last year to this year. Thank God Bob's sober again. Like, you don't want to go. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Don't take it that way. Because we all have that one relative or friend that takes oh, yeah. it as far as, yeah. like, you know, everybody's having a great time talking about <laughs> jazz music or the leaves falling or right. what to do to your grass and they go grass. Speaking of grass, how do you guys think about Like, they just take it left? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't you be that person. So I guess my number one thing is don't you be the person that causes the problem. I agree. And if someone else is causing the problem, don't, don't make that a teaching moment. Hey, just divert your attention somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't put any more oil on that fire, right? If someone's, you see someone's trying to start an argument, kind of deflect it. Yeah. Right? Try to deflect it, change the topic, hey, you know what, let it roll off then, you know, hey, no, no big deal, I'm mm-hmm. going to let it roll off of it, you know, kind of just let it deflect it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a couple, so there's about six questions I'm going to roll into one so that, so that we can kind of answer this one question because sure. the general question is, um, there's several. There's people going to family events, and their mother, their father, their friends are bringing spouses or other people that they don't like, and they're asking, how should they behave around those people? Um, can is it fair to give them the cold shoulder? Can we just ignore a person at a party? How do you manage it when your mom is bringing her new husband and we don't like her, or dad's bringing the chick that broke up the family allegedly, or your sister's bringing the guy you used to date five years ago and now you're um, now you're not dating them and they are. They asked you could they date and now you're upset about it. How do you manage those situations? I think it first starts with before going into any of the holiday, which I'm glad people are listening right now, is mm-hmm. just kind of prepping yourself, priming yourself that this may be a reality, that this person may be there, and kind of priming yourself, okay, what can I say to this person? And also maybe not, you know, maybe just keep it that surface level. You don't have to give a cold shoulder, but I think it's respectable if anybody comes into your house is to greet them, say hello, you know, glad to see you, but it doesn't, also doesn't need to go any deeper either, mm-hmm. you know. Creating some sort of boundary too, which you feel comfortable with as well. Absolutely. 
I mean, where I think going into, even when you're on the way to the event, take a minute to think about how it's possibly can happen. Mm-hmm. Get yourself emotionally ready to be there, right? So you know your your mom or dad's gonna bring that that uh, new partner that you don't like. <laughs> think about that going into it. You know what? Yeah. I know I don't like uh, Susie. I know I don't like Bob. But guess what? I'm gonna get myself mentally relaxed. Play some calming music going into there. And say, you know what? I'm gonna just be focused on being cordial. I'll be friendly with the yeah. person, mm-hmm. a bus, buddy, buddy. But guess what? I can be cordial. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Have a good day, you know, things of that nature. I don't have to be disrespectful. Like, I know I have to be buddy-buddy, but I can just be cordial. Okay. Exactly. But kind of have that mindset going into because guess what? you got to prepare yourself for it. You yeah. know what's going to happen, what can't happen. So just prepare for what you're for. I'm going to take a different stance since both of them have taken. <laughs> I'm saying that if you're over 21 and you don't live in the house, you don't have to go. Like, if you feel like yeah. that you don't want to be with your <laughs> If your mom is married to someone that's physically abusive to her and she's determined to bring them to family dinner, as long as you're not hosting it, you actually don't mm-hmm. have to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's oh, I definitely yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm very okay. big on I'm not going to be where I, where I don't want to be. Like, yeah. I mean, past a certain age, like, well, you know, when you're 12 and your mom drags you to 15 houses yeah. and you eat stuffing at every house and you eat pumpkin cake, like, you just have to go to those things. Right. But when you're an adult and financially independent, let me also add that. So college students, you don't count as, well, I mean, you count as adults. <laughs> but if you're still getting book money from home, you may have to be forced to go to these yeah. things. I can remember coming home for, for Thanksgiving and kind of, like, just trotting with mom to, to every senior citizen family's mm-hmm. house we had. You know, you just go to those things. So if you're an adult and financially independent, kind of have a conversation with your mom in the beginning. Hey, mom, love you to pieces. I don't like Bozo that you're dating. Um, I'm not going to go. Or you could take Route 2. I, I made alternative plans. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing something else. Can we meet up for breakfast on Thanksgiving morning? And then maybe you can have, you know, be with whoever you want to be with, you know? Yeah. Um, if it's somebody you used to date and your sibling is dating that person and now you're married to somebody else, go to the party. Like, I feel like what, what, are, we, what are we not going for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, are you, do you still have some feelings for that person? If you do, then that's something you need to check at the door. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you just think your sister or your brother um, messed up the girl code or the bro code right. or whatever the situation is, then the holiday's not the time to handle that. Have that conversation beforehand, afterhand, or, um, again, I'm, like a lot of people say, I don't want to have to avoid things. But I feel like if you can't control yourself, maybe you should avoid a situation. No, like, it makes sense. You know, Bob, I think it depends on the situation. You know, yeah. like you mentioned, if someone's abusive or some of that, that's, that's one thing. If someone's just, you know, a, a jerk or just kind of rude or something, that could be something different. Or someone that has different political point of view than you do, that's something different. Yeah. You know, but it kind of depends on what your situation is. And then, oh, go ahead. <coughs> Sorry. No, I was also thinking, too, like, you know, holidays is a time to enjoy yourself, you know, and, and have just some relaxation. So, you know, thinking ahead of is going to this particular house, you know, spending this time with you, is it going to make me more anxious, you know, or is it, you know, going to make me feel better? Is it going to, you know, bring happiness? I think it's kind of deciding at that point because, you know, you're you're the author of your story, right? Like, right. you have to make yeah. those decisions on yourself, too. Yep. And then you can decide how long you want to stay. You know, my dad was the uh, author of 10-Minute Visits. <laughs> you get somewhere, take the coat off, hang it up. You're, like, really into it for, like, eight minutes. Then minute nine is... <laughs> We're leaving. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm good for a ten minute visit. Like I visit, I have people I visit frequently for like an eight minute. Like I, I tell my husband, "Go inside for eight minutes." Right. 
Don't forget the seven, like roll the watch or pull the ear, pineapple, whatever code word, and we have to go, right? So if you if you want to go and see the family, I can understand want to do that. Go for fifteen minutes, eat before you come, or say I left my turkey, I left my turkey on. Right. I left my turkey on. The turkey's on. We gotta go. We love everybody. Gotta go. I mean. Because there's no reason to stay somewhere and be where you don't want to be. Because yeah. you know, sometimes you get around the There is a point as a family comes to go out, someone's looking around, everybody's at peace. Uh, time for me to bring up my issues, bring up my drama. Right. Everybody's kind of settling down. Someone say something ridiculous, get everybody all riled up. Right. You say, right before they say that ridiculous statement, time to go. Right. You kind of feel it almost sometimes. Well, you yeah. come after the fight, like, you know, when the streets are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you jump up to the lights. Oh, the lights are dimming. We can go. Right. So I'm big, too, on early visits while people are still cooking. They're so happy and excited. Stop by. Hey, Dr. Rose, let everybody know I came by. Yes. Right, right. Hey, right. Dr. Rose already here. Yes, yes. So my dad is the king of the 10 visit. I'm the queen of the early visit before everybody gets up good. Like everybody's still sleepy. They just waking up stressing, and I'm like, oh, I'm so good to see everybody. I'm going like, to leave you to it. Like I heard my baby say, I'm going to leave you to it and see you next year. You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean, just managing yourself a little bit more, a little bit more wiser. Um, let me go to this next question here, and I got to open my phone to do it because it wouldn't print. It says, "I've always had a tough time for the holidays because I'm still so angry about the things that happened in our family when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I do not feel like as an adult that I should have to be around my family if I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Then I feel a great deal of guilt when I don't go. How do I get over the guilt?" That's a, that's yeah. a really good question. Yep. Let me say this. Some things you don't always get over, right? I mean, I, I don't know what happened in your childhood. That's kind of a vague statement, right? So it could be anything from um, your parents didn't give you enough hugs to somebody was physically abused, right? So it depends on what happened. If someone has abused you, I am not big on ha- having to hang out with your abuser for whatever reason that oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter who the abuser is, if it's a mom or a dad or a brother, you can right. forgive without, like, sharing cocktails. Like, I'm just yeah, not, absolutely. you know, I know a lot of times on TV, people, you know, kill somebody, then they all meet up and they sing Kumbaya, right? right. Like, I don't believe that that always happens. I think sometimes you can love people from a distance. So one of the things I think you feel guilty about is not so much not going, but it maybe this is a therapy thing and something you might want to check out with an individual therapist if we don't have all the pieces. But maybe you're feeling guilty that your family's not what you want it to be, or maybe they're not standing by you for some reason, and you don't want to be um, in that situation. So that's something I feel like you should get some help with. But I wouldn't put myself in an unhealthy situation just to take a, a photo op for Facebook. I mean, because that's really what's going to happen, right? It's going to boil down to people taking pictures of macaroni and cheese. Here's my recipe. I've got the best one. The whole family. Look, my family's better than your family. I mean, that's what it's going to boil down to. So if that's what it's really all about, then don't go. Like, that's just my my, my I mean, because your personal physical health and mental health comes first, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in any physical harm or damage yourself mentally or your, your psyche mm-hmm. putting yourself in that environment, okay? So you have to, you're the only one who can determine that based on, you know, what the particular situation is. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that you're, you're being safe. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it also sets a precedent, too. Like, if, I don't know if you have kids or not, but when you have kids, you know, I've noticed that I don't, um, if I'm uncomfortable, I don't take my daughter to those situations for whatever for whatever the reason may be. It could just be they eat something we don't like and I don't have to have to deal with it, or maybe I'm feeling some kind of way about something. Like, you know, you mentioned some things that happened when you were kids. So if, if you have kids, too, you want to set a precedent for yourself that you're not letting other people 
set a policy of mistreatment of you or them as okay, right? right. I mean, so here's the thing. If you've got three days off, off of work, <laughs> I suggest you spend it recouping and not in a situation where you're going to have emotional turmoil, maybe have a breakdown, you know, maybe fight somebody, you know, take a week to get better when you could just send a text message and not go it off. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, just my opinion. Um, let me give you the next question. It says, I have been married for two years. Last year I spent almost every special occasion with my wife's family. Uh-oh, here we go. Now, this year I thought we could spend time with my family, and she refuses. Do you think it is a bad idea for us to see our family separately? Yeah, I think that's something we need to have a counseling session. Or, but that's the conversation you all need to have as soon as possible about why that is the case in terms of she's not wanting to go to your family, okay, and why. You know, is there, is there a reason for that? Um, and if something happened, if someone, I felt like someone possibly offended your wife in some form or fashion, you know, how, what the extent of that is, we need to find the details out, or you need to find out the details of that and find out why she's taking that. <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. why she's taking that. No, I'm joking. But, I mean, um. <laughs> I, I think that's something that needs to be resolved. Going to the family separately, that's, to me, leading to a road with, of divorce. Yeah. Well, no, I think so. I think that's a tricky balance because, actually, I think right from the beginning, I mean, for two years now, it's been this behavior that's been allowing it to continue, right? Yeah. Kind of, it's already set a precedent. Now, to right. change it after two years, I I don't know. I think that's a definitely discussion. I would encourage anyone who's just started, who's just married, I would encourage to have that conversation early on, you know, about having those. But given that it's been a two years, I think I would agree with Darren that you should explore why it is that the wife may not feel comfortable going to the husband's family if there is something that there isn't right. or anything. Other than that, I think the I think the husband really should I think because I mean his family may feel left out, may have resentment, and then that resentment is going to seep in to him, and then I feel like that resentment is going to be kind of you know yeah. ledge possibly. Yeah. You know, the only thing I thought about was you don't know there is a situation where his family is far away. You know, his family is in California, True. and his and the wife's family is local, so. Why can't we just go to, you know, go to, how can we always go to your family? Well, your family's local, you know, go to yeah. my family, you know, so $2,000. Maybe that's that the situation. We don't have that information, but that could be it. Because yeah. I know families are in a situation sometimes where, you know, they don't make those trips every five years or sure. something like that. Mm-hmm. So that could be an option. could be an issue. I don't know. But when yeah. he says she refuses, it sounds, doesn't sound like a money thing to me, but, but we don't have but we don't know. Pieces. Right, exactly. And so yeah. for you guys that are writing us questions and we're kind of answering them just from what you emailed us, the more information we have, the better we can probably answer right. the question. But she, I'm not going to use the word selfish, but it sounds a little one-sided to me. And Darren and I always talk every show about having discussions ahead of time. One of the things we do for big family events is we talk about we talk about this stuff pretty early. Yeah. Like we start talking about where we were going to eat. Like we were probably talking about that in September. Oh, you know, so, yeah. like what? What's the plan going to be? Are we going to drive to New York? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to bring somebody up? Um, so it sounds like a plan that you want to make, and it sounds like here we are the week before Thanksgiving. Like, I just feel like this is bad timing, but it may be good timing for you to find out what's going on. The other thing is for you, for two years, you kind of gave into it, like Dr. Ray was saying. So what's changed now? I mean, like everybody wants to see their family, but kind of what's changed? So I feel like we got to go into situations clearer. I think communication is key in a relationship. Um, having those conversations, knowing what's going on. I think it takes, you know, they're not been married 19 years this year. I think it takes a good five years to, to communicate 
clearly with each other sure. and tell each other the clear truth about why you're not doing something and to recalibrate. So I know I had to recalibrate from my family being my pinnacle. Like I just – like. I've spent every ho- a lot of holidays home, and I just don't see a problem with it because it's my family, right? And I'm sure he, if we, if I, if he had gone to New York every year, he wouldn't see a problem with it because it's his family. So the issue becomes you have to recalibrate your life for your spouse to be a priority, and that be the new dynamic, right? Yeah. And then once you set that dynamic, you have a chance to um, for things to revolve around that dynamic, right? And that may or may not include seeing both families. Yeah. You know, the other piece on that is. And we don't know the information on this, but there could have been a previous agreement that said, you know what, Thanksgiving we're going to go to my family, and Christmas or Hanukkah we're going to go to your family. Yeah. And they said, I don't, and wife said, I don't want to change that, you know, because that could have been an agreement they had already. You don't know that information. Say, <laughs> because there are multiple holidays going on right now. So that agreement that they had, and now so he wants to change. Yeah. Like that? No, we always go for your mom's house for Thanksgiving. Now I want to go to mine. Well, wait a minute, we never did that before. So mm-hmm. that could be an issue. It and, could be. And, that's, and that's something that you want to change again. We want to bring that up ahead of time. Yeah. So if you want to make that change to what your normal uh, your normal plans have been, bring it up as soon as possible. You know what? This year I like to change what we normally do. Right. So have that conversation early as possible. Absolutely. Or maybe having a combined Thanksgiving. Right. Go ahead. Have it Families over. Absolutely. But also, I'm going to differ from them a little bit, too. I'm okay if you guys are going to go your separate ways for Thanksgiving if you all have discussed it, like if it's the kind of thing you want to talk about. You disagree? I disagree. <laughs> to me, that's an You disagree, too? I, I think that's that we've wrong. ever done that. Right? <laughs> I think it's kind of the wrong method, you know. Okay. To me, I mean, I understand, like, if you both, both partners agree on it. At the same time, I feel like, you know, I'm not – if I said to my husband, oh, you just go hang out with your family, just going to go hang out with mine, there's really no coming together of the families. And then I just feel like I'm not really investing in this family. He's not investing in mine. And in marriage, I feel like it comes together and you become one. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of right there. Yeah, that's a good point. So well, just some be diplomat here. Yeah. Uh, we've got one question I really want to get to, and we've only got a few minutes left. This one's kind of a good one. It says, um, my husband moves his mother in early June. We have not told my parents. Is it wrong for me to ask her to leave for the holidays because my parents would explode if they knew his mother lived here and they gave us a down payment on the house? Ooh. Taking money from your mom and daddy. Um, let me say this. You agreed to let him move her in in June knowing the situation. I feel like that's when you should have had the conversation with your parents. Right. And I'm feeling like if they gave you the money for the down payment, the home is still yours. I mean, unless you sign some kind of agreement that you gave me the down payment for the house and so nobody else can live there. I mean, you know, like, I mean, we have to know some facts about what happened there. But I do think you want to say something before mom and dad drive over and, and your mother-in-law is kind of like hanging out of the house. Like, you need to say something. Yeah. I guess if, if you think there's going to be an issue for your parents, which is well, obviously she said there's going to be an issue for the parents. But, but to, my, to, my, to my standpoint, or I, I believe, if your parents gave a down payment, it's your house. You can yeah. decide to do what you yeah. want with it. You know, it's, now, it's wait, your house. Let me let me reel y'all back in. So <laughs> if let me let me just say, right. if parents give you forty, if anybody gives you like thirty, forty, fifty thousand okay. dollars, they're gonna want to make some comments about what happens in the in the house. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that if they give you the seed money, it's like if a bank gives you a down payment for something, right. then they have some rights to say about what happens in the house. Uh, but, I mean, if they gave you for the house, you know, if you turned around and did something different, 
and didn't get a house. They all give you this money, they buy a house, and you end up not buying a house. You took a trip with that money or something like that. Then I would have a concern. But if they gave you money to buy a house, you bought the house, and let's say you wanted to have a, another border. You know, hey, I want to make the rest of the money. I got to spread out the basement. That's your choice. That's your business. Let me just side note. My six-year-old should be in the bed, but if mommy and daddy give you $50,000, you got to call me before you move anybody. In. <laughs> what do you think, Dr. Ryan? Um, you know, I really think the context of why it's the mother-in-law of the husband. Mm-hmm. You know, why did you know why did they move mother-in-law? In? I mean, maybe she really needed some help. Maybe mm-hmm. she was physically ill, where she needed a caretaker. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, on both sides. I mean, it could happen to her parents, and who would you want but your children to kind of look after you? So I would feel mm-hmm. that as a family, again, it's almost kind of uniting, and mm-hmm. you know, understanding that unity and feeling as though I agree with Darren that the house is theirs. So finding the identity as homeowner. And also establishing those boundaries as to, hey, having a strong identity as a couple and saying, mm-hmm. no, we want her to move in because, you know, of X, Y, and Z. I'm sure those are all good reasons. Mm-hmm. And with being clear and set on that boundary, you know, I would hope that her parents would expect to understand that too, you know. I don't think it doesn't understand. sound like they will from this no. question. Yeah. But, but you have to say something. And I feel like this is your perfect opportunity to kind of situate yourself as an adult, right? And as a husband and wife, and I think maybe your husband, because I'm sure you all both sat down to talk about taking the money, so maybe you both sit down and tell them, hey, not to step on any toes. So, so what, you think that they need to tell the parents that? Meaning they could have them over not mention it at all. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be hard for me to believe that all her stuff is there and, and, and nobody's going to figure it out. Like, I don't want the mother-in-law either to feel like she has to hide. You know what I mean? Like, well, right. I live here. Yeah. Right. right, so it's going to come out is what I'm saying. We all have parents. You know, your parents don't keep secrets at the dinner table. It all yeah. falls out. So I feel like okay. just have the conversation. I'm not saying that they right. should be ashamed of it. I'm saying have the conversation. And okay. there is, and there's, you, you all sound young. I don't know ages, but I feel like the younger you are, the more attached you are to your parents' opinion of who you've got in the house and right. who you have going on. But I'm just saying that when we take money from people, those people then feel like a little bit like they want to control situations a little bit. That's kind of what it sounds like. Do you think the husband and wife should have a conversation about what they going, what the wife is going to say? She's going to be more talking. To I think they family. should say it together. Oh, for sure, together. Because they I feel well, they took that money yeah. together. So I'm yeah. sure we sat down with them to take that lump sum of lump sum of money. I'm sure they didn't just hand her. I don't know. They should say it together because. But if, if it's going to be a big deal, as she thinks, she thinks it's going to be, the, her family may want to have a frank conversation with her, and they may not be able to fully express themselves. That's the whole point of them saying it together. That's another thing. <laughs> when we're all together, you don't feel that free because when it's your kid, like if my child is having an issue with another kid and that other kid is there, I'm, I might be a little more general in my Yeah. Yeah. 
they both live in the house that the money was used for. Okay. That's okay. my thought. You disagree? Can you? Oh, okay. I, you know, I think that's an interesting thing. In my mind, I think it's worthwhile her having a conversation with her people first, by herself. Because she knows her people. She knows wh- where they're coming from. I would say he, he may not even know what the issue or did not even think it's an issue. I would say he doesn't. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's an issue because she knows her people. Maybe you know how to talk to your people. So go talk to your people. And I think it's the part about marriage of coming together as one and having that unified stance so you know, mm-hmm. and hearing and hearing from her family too, because now it's no longer just oh parents and one child. No, you know, both children came together now, not children but adults, and now mm-hmm. they're a unified couple. They're married. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. I mean, I I do think they have to do a unified. I yeah. feel like her parents could break her down. But here's the thing, and here's why I think while while me and Derek sound a little bit like we're conflicting, I always say that it's the wife's job to handle her family. And the husband's job to handle his family. Each person should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. However, however, so I feel like maybe she tells them, hey, I need you guys to know that um, my mother-in-law has moved in, and I was agreeable to that for these reasons. But my husband and I both want to have a conversation with you about that. And maybe doing it that way. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I can agree. I can, I'm not yeah. saying that. But, I mean, but I do feel like somehow they're going to have to have this discussion with her parents. I feel like it's not okay to not have the discussion with the parents. I, I do point that it's going to come up. So you'd rather have it come up now before this event versus the day they don't find out it blows up at the, the church. But I also feel like he's going to have to have a discussion with his mother that, listen, this could be a situation because I took money from their family. Oh, I mean, but yeah. that's my point. Yeah. That's, that's the point. Ooh. It's a big family issue. And you've got your parents come over for dinner for the house they bought because that's how parents feel. I bought my kid a house. Now, what if, <laughs> what if his mom was upset that they borrowed the money for the down payment of the house? She didn't know about that. What do you mean you brought down payment money for the payment? She obviously doesn't have any because she's staying with them. 